$10 billion, decades of research and construction, a million miles from Earth. The James Webb Space Telescope finally ready. None of us have seen anything like this. Earlier this week, we got our clearest ever picture of space. Space, the final frontier. This isn't just a Star Trek line. We can't even fathom how large our universe is. This new infrared image from the Webb telescope contains thousands of galaxies, and every galaxy has billions and billions of stars, but that's only a fraction of space. Scientists explain it this way. Imagine holding a grain of sand at arm's length, then compare that with your entire field of vision. That's what these early images show us, a speck. In all of this immeasurable universe, the Son of God took on flesh, he lived, he died, he rose again for his people. For us, tiny humans on a tiny planet, but our Savior loved sinners like us anyway. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing with you the great story. It's all about Jesus. This is our final day in a series called Hiding God's Word. All this week, we've been thinking about God's Word, how important it is in a believer's life, and how it can help us wage spiritual warfare. But sadly, so many of us today who claim the name of Jesus simply don't take up this precious means of grace, as people in older times would call it. So we're going to look at more scripture today, reminding us of how God wants to communicate today with both you and me. And we'll also be joined one more time by my friend Aaron House. He helps people everywhere memorize scripture and appreciate God's word. And he has a story he wants to share about an older woman who was skeptical. I said, would you like a copy of our book? And uh, she said, oh, I'm too old to memorize, which which is something I've heard for years and years and years and years. Yes. And I said, well, it's really funny. I, actually, on this page in this book right here, we talk about that exact excuse as to why, why people don't memorize it. She said, I need one of these books. <laughs> she didn't think she could memorize the Bible because she was getting up there in age. And I think you'll be happy to hear how that story ends. Call us after the program. And for your gift to Haven Today, we'll send you Aaron's book, written by Aaron and his wife, Emily, called Warriors of the Word, the Bible Memorization Battle Guide for Winning Spiritual Victories. You'll be blessed to hear their story and how guiding God's Word in their hearts has strengthened their marriage and their faith in the Lord. And even more, you'll be inspired with the easy methods he's developed to help you hide the Bible in your heart today. Our number to call after the program is 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. Or come to our website and watch the video that we shot with Aaron in Texas and make your gift for his Warriors of the Word book at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And a quick reminder, we still have DVD copies of The Most Reluctant Convert, the untold story of C.S. Lewis's conversion to Christ for your gift to the ministry. And now, let's get the program going. Here's Travis Cottrell, and the Word of God has spoken. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word became 
dwelt among us And we have seen your glory Like the rising of the sun You have conquered all our darkness The battle has been won The word of God has spoken We are changed forever power of sin is broken We are free We are running to salvation album when the stars burn down the word of god is spoken 
Travis Cottrell opening this haven today, a program called Hiding God's Word. I'm Charles Morris. The Word of God truly has spoken. But there are many problems in our world. That much is obvious to us all, isn't it? Sin and selfishness, rebellion and pride. But there is one category of problems on this earth that can be among the most frustrating, a lack of communication. From international treaties to relationships to workplaces to the details of school assignments, when communication is lacking, it makes everyone's life harder. But what if we had to deal with the ultimate lack of communication? What if the Lord was silent? That would make all our problems pale in comparison. But thanks be to God, He has spoken to us. We have His Word, and we are able to hide it in our hearts. With me again, from Piercing Word Ministries, is Aaron House. Last time, your wife was, I think, pregnant with your first <laughs> child, and now you have three kids That's at right. home. So yeah. it, he leads Piercing Word Ministries. It's out of Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I know firsthand how you've had an impact on the lives of younger people, mm. but also people like me, even, yeah. to try to get old geezers to memorize God's holy word. Can I tell you a story about that? I would appreciate that. So yes. we, we actually, uh, when we came out with this book and was first published, Warriors of the Word, the Bible Memorization Battle Guide for Winning Spiritual Victories, we published it and we uh, were selling it at our table for the very first time earlier this year. And this this mature woman came up to he speak so with me. Kind. And she, uh, I said, would you like a copy of our book? And uh, she said, Oh, I'm too old to memorize, which which ooh, is something I've heard for ooh. years and years and years and years. Yes. And I said, well, it's really funny. I, actually, on this page in this book right here, we talk about that exact excuse as to why why people don't memorize. And there's a story. And I told her about Ellie, who was 95 years old, and she memorized Psalm 91. And she was half blind and half deaf. And I said, if Ellie can do it, you can do it. And she said, I need one of these books. <laughs> And so she bought the book, and she and she's like, Give me, you know, bookmark that page. And then, I, and then she she went home, and she was so inspired. She memorized Psalm one eighteen, and she began to cling to these she verses. She didn't just take in a little psalm. No, then, no, did she, she? she she went for Psalm one eighteen, and yeah. it's, it's it's one of my favorite psalms too. And she said shortly thereafter, she had this she underwent this intense foot surgery. And was was quoting the passages that she had memorized from Psalm one eighteen as she went through this painful rehab and these difficult situations that she had encountered, and she was able to use the Word of God as mm. as a rock and as a sword and as a shield to get her through these these tough times. And she said, "Thank you for giving me the gift of God's Word." I'm going to go out on a limb here and assume that you have had some tough times in your life. It may not be foot surgery, like the woman in the story that Aaron just told us, but we are all sinners who live on a fallen planet. Life is tough. Suffering and struggles are reality for us. As we come to this weekend, it's helpful to remember that God never promised us an easy life. In fact, He promised us the very opposite. But His Word ministers to us, even in the hard times. The Bible is what we turn to no matter what, and through it we are taught and rebuked, corrected and trained, as Paul told Timothy. And what is the focus of the Scriptures? The great story that's all about Jesus. 
Aaron House, let me just ask you a question that we ask just about everybody that we have on Haven today. What does Jesus mean to you? It's a great question, Charles. I know I'll, you have I'm, an answer. I'm going to respond with a passage that's my life first. Okay. It's Philippians 3, 8. Okay. It says, I count everything as loss compared to the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things, and I count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Mm. My heart echoes the heart of Paul Mm. in that verse, in that passage. And that is the verse that has continually recentered me and my identity in Christ and who I am. And that my identity is not found in what I do, in my achievements, in my relationships, Mm -hmm. my marriage, my kids, and nothing except for Christ alone. And that takes you back. Philippians was the very first thing that you Mm -hmm. ever memorized as as a young boy. Yeah, it is. Wow. And so all this time, God just kind of set that in your heart. Then. Yeah. And there's been plenty of times where I've begun to set my identity in other things, in, yeah. my, in my career or my position or my achievements or my whatever, right. my relationships. And, and God has, has taken me through those times. And he's in uh, some of those times that he's had to strip me of those things mm. in order to recenter my identity on him and, and bring me back to that same grounding and that same passage of counting everything as loss compared Mm. to the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. Mm. Aaron House, head of Piercing Word Ministry, my brother, thank you for blessing me here on Haven today. Well, thank you, Charles, for having me. Isn't that a beautiful testimony? And what a verse. When the Apostle Paul wrote those words in Philippians 3, he was writing in a Roman prison, yet he was content. He told the Philippian Christians that if someone else thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law, a Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for righteousness based on the law, faultless. In other words... If anyone could have been saved by their works and zeal, it was this man, Paul. Yet even he, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, as he described it, knew he was a sinner and couldn't even come close to saving himself. So he considered his heritage and his accomplishments as garbage compared to the worth of knowing Christ his Savior. In fact, that word we translate as garbage is quite a bit more rude and crude in the original Greek. It's probably something we wouldn't say, or at least most of us in polite company, but that's how Paul looked at his own righteousness when he compared it to his wonderful, perfect Savior. And that brings me back to the question that I asked, as well as answered just a few minutes ago. What is the focus of the Bible? Well, listen to these Words from Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. God has spoken to us. 
The reality of that fact may not strike us like it should. The one who created and upholds all things has not left us in the dark. He has communicated to us. Some of the older Christian theologians would say that God stooped down to us and talked to us in baby talk so that we could understand him. The author of Hebrews reminds us that God spoke through the prophets, those people he chose to bring his word to his people. But in these last days, what has he done? He has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. Jesus is many things. He is our Savior, of course. He is true God and true man, of course. He is one through whom the Father created everything, and he is the one who rules over the entire universe. But these verses tell us that he's also a prophet. Actually, he is the prophet, the one Moses promised back in Deuteronomy 18. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your fellow Israelites. You must listen to him. And what did Jesus, the ultimate prophet, say that the Bible was all about? In Luke 24, as the risen Christ is walking to Emmaus with two of his disciples, we read these words, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. God has spoken to us. Jesus has come to us. And the Father has revealed him as the ultimate prophet. The Word of God is all about Jesus, our Savior. Without the Bible, we would have no way to know about the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. And we have the privilege of being able to hide this word in our hearts, even this weekend. What a wonderful God we serve. What a beautiful Savior we worship. Why don't we just take a moment and pray right now? Lord Jesus, we come to you right now. Most of us on this program today are cognizant of the fact that we need to hide your word more in our hearts to get us through the times that we face every day, the crises that come along, and to know that there is comfort, there's hope, and there's assurance that can be found as your Holy Spirit speaks to us through your word. Not so many people today believe that that can happen. And yet, Lord, I pray that you will prick our hearts today and want us to hide your word in our hearts to find Christ in all the scripture, to find out the meaning of the cross, and may it make a difference with us, all of us, even now, even today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It's your word that 
Awaken our hearts, illumine our minds, magnify Jesus Christ. Come renewing our faith, changing our lives with your words of life. That's a prayer we can all pray and sing every day in our lives. Sovereign Grace and their song, Your Words of Life, here on Haven Today and a program called Hiding God's Word. I also am hoping and praying that you've been blessed by our conversation with Aaron House this week. I have. 
and I've been challenged and convicted about something. I need to hide more of God's own word in my heart. And we all want to memorize scripture, don't we? After all, God has spoken to us by the prophets and by his son. Whether you are a visual or an audible learner or kinetic learner, Aaron and Emily House can help you. Their book, Warriors of the Word, the Bible Memorization Battle Guide for Winning Spiritual Victories, was written for learners of all ages and styles. And beyond that, you'll learn of their own story of how God's Word ministered to them during hard times in their lives. And you'll be encouraged to turn to Scripture yourself and see the one all Scripture points to, Jesus, of course. I believe that you too can hide God's Word in your heart. So for your gift to Haven today, we'll send you a copy of this helpful book. Just call us right now at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. Or get it on our website, haventoday.org. haventoday.org. And just before we go, would you like to walk where Jesus walked and pray where Jesus prayed? Then join me on an adventure of a lifetime late this November. We'll be returning to the Holy Land. It's a smaller tour that'll help you see the Bible in a new and exciting way. Ask about it when you call or read more about it at haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again on Monday when again together we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Hard work is hard work. It's a saying you don't hear too often anymore as the sweat and splinters of manual labor or less and less common among the younger generation, but it still rings true. Hard work is hard work. Rest is hard work. How do I know? Joshua and the Israelites. In chapter 22, verse 3, Joshua reminds the Israelites that they have received rest finally. After all those years of wandering, years of battling with enemies, they finally made it. Jesus Christ, after his toil on the cross, finally gave us rest too. Hard work is hard work, but it brings us rest. So rest in Christ and find rest from all your hard work. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.